Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. We got Dan. Hey. We got What's me. Up, and we got Johnny Orlando in the studio. All right. What's up? Dude, An first honor. Thing, is your real name Johnny Orlando? It is, yes. It's the real name. Your family? <laughs> You come from the Orlando family in Canada? I do, yes. Or did you legally change your name? No. <laughs> um, I actually get that question a lot. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I don't want to peek this at all. You're good. I mean, do you hear yourself peeking it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, you, you know your own volumes. Are you yes. like your own engineer? Do you record at home? Um, I, I do like demo stuff at home sometimes. Like I have actually one of these in my room. Really? Yeah. So, like, what actual vocals are being recorded on that microphone? Anything that's actually made it to a, a record forever? Um, not on an actual record, but um, I did a cover on YouTube of Changes by XXX Tentacion. Cool. Um, a couple months ago, and I recorded it on one of these. So, what are you doing out of your home studio? Is it mostly covers for YouTube? Yeah, mostly. Well, out of my home studio, it's mostly um, just, like, covers for Instagram where I'll record ideas that I have. Okay, so yeah. walk me through your, like, content profile here. Because obviously you, you have originals, like, last summer. Mm -hmm. But you're still churning out covers? Like, where's the best home for a cover song? Uh, cover songs are usually... Sometimes you record them for uh, live performances. Like, we'll do a live track of, we, for example, In My Blood. But yeah. we also posted it on YouTube. So we shot, like, a little music video. Darian, Darian shot it. She's over there. Rock Hi, Darian. <laughs> yeah. She's Hi, sister. She's your sister? <laughs> yeah, she's my sister. Wait, okay, so you have two sisters. I saw them in a YouTube Three. video. Three, sorry. Yes. A lot of That's a lot of girls in your house, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you. <laughs> yes. Two uh, two dog boys, though, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it evens out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was their vibe when you first started making stuff on Musical.ly, right? That was your first original home? No, uh, my first original home was YouTube. Like, okay. Almost, yeah, seven years ago now. But you're how old now? Fifteen. So I started when I was eight. Okay, so you started making YouTube videos when you were eight. You start musically at what age? Uh, I think I was, I think it was late 2015 or oh. maybe maybe 2016. When did sure. you know it was time to leave? Time to leave. Musically. Uh, I, I started getting branded and asked like if I was on Musical.ly and I didn't want to become a music, or sorry, a Musical.ly star you know what i mean like i get it so we kind of had to like stay away from the whole thing and rebrand a little bit um because for me it's always been about more music and um it was kind of taking away from that was it so understood which makes a lot of sense yeah. right like one of the first questions you got to ask when you see somebody is like hey are you a musically kid yeah <laughs> there's actually a lot, i go to actual school which most people are surprised about but um there was a lot of kids when I went there. They were like, oh, you're on Musical.ly. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, you go to real people school? I do. Real people school. Well, kind of. Here, What is it? Like, do you go to school with other kids? I go to school with other kids, um, but it's a weird situation. I go to a school for, like, elite athletes, which is weird because I'm not. <laughs> I get it. it <laughs> yeah. Where's the school based? It's in Toronto. Oh, cool. Yeah. Why do you go to that school? Um, It's... Very flexible, and oh the God. principal is amazing, um, and all the kids there are super cool too. So I used to have friends that used to go to a school called mm. PCS, Professional Children's School, and it was You're the a same professional thing. Child, eh? I wasn't a professional. No, no, no. My parents were not nearly rich enough to afford what it cost <laughs> to go to the school. Um, my friends did. People I, cool. you know, socialized with. Okay, and that's what it was. It was like ballet kids and like sports kids. Like yeah. uh, some dude drove a, a race car. <laughs> oh, cool. But cool. he was like thirteen. 
Oh. How is that even legal? I don't know. So you go to school in Toronto, but you live in California? Kind of. I, I go to school in, in Toronto. I live in Toronto most of the time. I say, I'd say that, like, on average, I'm here for about a week a month. Got it. That's why the school's flexible, so you can leave Toronto yeah. and come to L.A. Yeah, so and then when I get back, I have, like, a ridiculous amount of work to do. Because when I'm here, it's more just, like, like work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Um, so my teachers have, like, flexible deadlines and stuff like that. Was it hard going to school, being a quote-unquote <laughs> musically kid? I was really, really nervous the first day. Like, I was, I was sweating. It was the whole, the whole thing. Really? Um, more nervous than YouTube? Way more nervous. Way more nervous than I've ever been for any show. Um, because I'd been going to, like, a, like a performer school, kind of, in L.A., but I had a lot of friends that were already there. I did not know a single person at the school. So I was really, really nervous as to what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to get shoved in a locker. Or, <laughs> so you were starting yeah. school for the first time in Toronto? Um, yeah, first time in, like, like four years. What ended up happening? Anything? No. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't get shoved in a locker. Which oh, that's good. good. Nobody bullied you? <laughs> Nobody bullied me. Um, and they were actually really, really welcoming, which I was very surprised about. What, why do you think you succeeded on Musical.ly? Like, what was it about you? I don't know. I think, well, my sister and I, Darian, um, we kind of we kind of brainstormed and tried to do things that people didn't really do. So our formula for Musically is we did three a day, and it would be one singing one, one comedy one, and then one lip syncing one. Variety, baby. Variety. So it would hit all. It's like the holy trinity of yeah. explore page sort of thing, or featured page as it was on Musically back then. So you'd constantly get on it. Yeah, yeah, we constantly get on it, and um, it used to be, when Musical.ly first started, the feature page was the only way to get big, because there was a million people on the site, or the app, and if you were on the Explore page, your your video got double the likes, and double the comments, and you got 20,000 followers instantly. Um, So it it was a huge, huge thing, and... um, my friend actually I didn't even know what Musical.ly was somebody told um, you yeah somebody told me like and kids were starting to do it at my school the performer school well okay so you start on YouTube by making covers yes somebody randomly tells you about Musical.ly and you decide to try it out yeah do you realize that your life is different from starting on Musical.ly because I don't know you previous to Musical.ly I'm not gonna lie to you yeah but I mean were you as famous prior to Musical.ly than you were after Musical.ly? Musical.ly definitely helped. It absolutely helped. I won't deny that. It, it really helped me grow my audience, and it helped me uh, get introduced to a whole different demographic of kids. It was more, it was, Musical.ly back then was more of the, the younger kids. It was like the, the 8 to 13. Yeah. And I, I already had like the 13 to 15 demo on lock uh, from, from YouTube, but it was the younger younger people that I was helped introduce. Does it weird you out at all when you talk about people based on their age demographics? Because <laughs> everybody within your community like treats demos like they're kind of dispensable and they're like, yeah. oh, you got 1K plus, I got 20K plus. <laughs> like it's kind of almost braggadocious. Yeah, I, I guess so, I guess so. Question, mm-hmm. what's the grossest thing you've witnessed navigating this whole universe you're a part of? People lying about caring about their fans. It's mm. probably, yeah. Like, I'll see, so I'll see somebody like be on social media like, oh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it so much. And it's really not like that in real life. Do you love your fans? 
Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. But where does that separation come from, right, between a human being and their admirers and their fans? I, I don't know. Um, I feel like for your for people to really believe in you and um, to really want to support you, they have to they have to feel like they're they're just one of your friends. And for me, that's how it's always been. Um, I was literally an eight-year-old kid starting out on YouTube. I had no idea what I was doing. We had no idea what to do <laughs> or if there was a formula or whatever. Um, and it was just really, really fun. And I was just really grateful for all these people just helping me out and supporting me. And what is it now? Is it still fun? Absolutely, yeah. It's like doing interviews and making music is something that a lot of people won't ever experience and I'm so grateful that I'm allowed to do it because it's amazing. So after saying that, would you consider musically a blessing or a curse in your life? Um it's definitely a blessing because you know it helped me grow my audience and introduce me to more people. Um I guess the curse part of it is that the I'm brand. branded like that, but I mean I'll take the, the trade off. Quality music. Yeah will always rise above no matter what. Of course, yeah. Right? It doesn't matter where you came from. It's the fact that the music is good. Yes, sir. It wasn't until Britney Spears was super famous and people were like, oh, she's from uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, what it is today doesn't mean it always needs to be that way. You can yeah, exactly. totally shine out that branding yeah. just by one quality record. And I think you're on the right track. Last summer, is that your most recent single? Yes. It's good. Thank you, man. Yeah, I was actually, to be honest, I was surprised. Really? Because I didn't know much about you before, yeah. and I, that was the first thing I heard, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was a little nervous to listen to it. This is good. Yeah, it was. that's probably the first record that I've been like in, insanely excited about. Because all my other originals, it was mostly Darian, to be honest, just writing things. Really? She wrote the records? Yeah, for like the first like six years of my time on YouTube and my time doing music, it was mostly her doing everything. Because um, I was really too young to understand what was going on. I I remember I was in the car. I was eight years old, and my sister told me that my first video hit a thousand views, and I was like, "Sick, cool." What was your <laughs> I first no cover? I what that meant. It was "Mistletoe" by Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah, I did see that a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> good song, good cover, good artist. Awful cover. What? Terrible cover. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think of those old videos of oh, yourself? Oh, they're brutal. It's like, it gives me flashbacks. It's horrible. You got yearbooks, bro. Zach Sang Show. Hey, everyone knows of the risks of driving drunk. You can get into a crash. People can get hurt or killed. But let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day from an alcohol-impaired vehicle crash. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities in the United States have decreased by like at least a third over the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim 10,000 lives every single year. Many people are unaware, by the way, that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use among drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you are impaired from alcohol or drugs, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. Zach Sang Show. Whose idea was to start with the voicemail at the top of last summer? 
Um, it's very Aaron Carter. <laughs> when did he do that? Didn't he do that? Aaron Carter did? Hey, it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you did a voicemail oh, at the top of his record. Yeah. It's like... It was like like Marvin's room, I think, inspired. Do you bring it up, or does the producer tell you, you should do this? No. Everything that is in the song is very collaborative. So I'm, my sister and I, and so how a session break, usually yeah, works. Yeah, break, break it down for you. Do you have writers? Is it the two of you? How a session usually works is um, it'll be myself, my sister, a writer, and a producer. And it'll be whoever wants to be in the driver's seat to be in the driver's seat. So if the writer's like, oh, I want to do this on this part, we'll be like, cool. And then if Darian chimes in and she'll be like, I think we should change this, cool. Everything in that writing room is 100% collaborative. It's nobody steering the ship. But your sister's with you every time. Almost, yeah. That's cool. Unless she's like doing exams or something. <laughs> what is it about the two of you? Like, is there safety in your sister? I, I don't know. We're... She's basically the female version of me. Like, we're honestly so much alike. that, And our voices sound alike, too. Funny, uh, fun fact, she actually used to sing on a lot of my songs back on YouTube, like, just to beef up the chorus. But um, we have a lot of the same ideas, and most of what I say and what she says we'll, we'll both agree with automatically because it's something that both of us would do. Um, we might have just not thought of it. But having her with me um, is extremely helpful and it's it's very very good for our creative process how close are the two of you in age uh she's five years older than me so i'm 15 she's 20 cool so have you always been this close um not really i i to be honest before youtube i don't really remember anything (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah we've also we've always been kind of business partners i guess then and also siblings and it's kind of brought us closer together. Was she the person who said get on YouTube? It wasn't It wasn't like a get on YouTube sort of thing. Um, it was more of a, we're really bored. We have nothing to do. Let's make a YouTube video. <laughs> so a record like Last Summer, is that coming from your reality? Right? Because it is a, it sounds like you're talking to somebody. It sounds like you're talking about believing in love at first sight. Yeah. Um, well, I'm 15 and I, you know, when I see a pretty girl, I'm like, oh, you cute. And I would, like, I, you know. Is that exactly so, what you do? Absolutely. Do you say it out loud? in my head, though. Oh, in your head. <laughs> my sisters make fun of me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I believe in like at first sight. I yeah. don't know about love at first sight, but. You say like. Grown-ups say lust. Lust. Lust at first sight. Maybe. Same thing. Yeah. So, but, but but a record like this, is this coming from real life experience or like, where does it start? Does somebody play you production? Does it start with a line that you have in mind? The last summer actually started with, um, start, do you know Splice? Is the, he a producer? Uh, no. It's, is it, is it an it's, app? Spli- Splice is a website and it's I'm basically. I'm so uncool, bro. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Splice is basically a website. It's Splice, right? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Just to make sure. Um, Splice is basically a website where people upload their demos, like sound designers. Oh, um, Upload little mini snippets. It'll be like one I to two seconds. I have heard of this. I have friends that yeah. use it. Yeah, yeah. It's like super popular in the music world, yes. especially with producers. And um, it started with him playing the... At the, beginning, at the beginning of the, um, the song, 
that little demo or that little snippet there. Wait, so you found the producer for this record mm-hmm. just off of this website? No, no. Just the beat. Just the beat started with a splice demo. Got and it. then it kind of, I guess, set the mood for the whole uh, song. Cool. cool. And then, oh, you know, the in the second verse, you can hear it a lot. The dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so that was actually, I saw something on Instagram. It was like um, a K-pop group. I, I don't remember what they're called. Um, but it was like a live show. And I heard the dun, 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 And I was like, that is sick. So we incorporated that. And then the song was also heavily based off of um, Genius by Sia. Because I was record. obsessed with that song yeah. when we made the record. And um <sighs> So good. Yeah, I love that it. production. Takes you on such a freaking journey. Yeah, and honestly, have you seen the video? Yeah, it's really cool. I, video's awesome, but that song, I said, I, it, I, I, it gives me a whole other set of visuals. It's I know sick. when the pre-chorus comes in, I'm like, oh, it's nuts, yeah. and her vocals <laughs> on it. Oh, everything. Wait, very interesting. So you have your who's the producer? How do you connect with the producer? Um, that you're working with the producer is Mike Wise and uh, it was through Universal my label cool so you do have a record label Mm -hmm. you are signed yes how many songs do you have out that are originals with the label yeah Uh, what if was in a separate deal it was like a one one time deal cool Um, and then last summer is the only single we have out on this deal so are we getting ready for an album here an EP what do you want yeah so the the EP is coming out in um I'm not allowed to say specifics, but next spring. Next spring. Yeah. Got next it. spring. That's that's soon ish. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> well, sp- spring of 2019 or spring of 2020. The spring of 2019. Okay, so that's coming so, yeah, up. Yeah, couple months. Couple months. Yeah, April. Yeah, like four or five months. I can wait that long. Is, yeah. it, is it done? Are you? Are you? <laughs> it is. It, it's. Um, we have. We have the track list. We have everything. Um, everything good to go. We might do a couple more sessions if we can get some like really cool producers, but. Um, we don't have anything planned as of now. We did the 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 cover shoot for um, the EP yesterday. So cool. That'll kind of mm-hmm. tell you where we are with that. What do your parents do? Uh, my dad's a lawyer. My mom just takes care of the kids. She's like a stay at home mom. Cool. So no music ties there. Uh, my grandmother actually was an amazing singer, but she never really sang. And have you sang for her? No, she passed away a couple years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <sighs> But that sucks. I'm yeah. sure she'd be very happy right now. Yeah, that's, my dad always says that she'd be my biggest fan, which mm. is, I think is nice. Keep it going. Yeah. That's cool. Now, you write on your own now, but really it's the two of you. I mean, I really feel like I should be talking to your sister at the same time. I'm down. How does inspiration, <laughs> like, like when you want a lyric or you want to convey a message within, like, like how do you get it out? How does it start for you? Do you sit on a bunch of notes? Um, or do you just start creating once you enter into a studio? Well, it's it's ideas come at the most random of times. Like I'll be in the shower, for example. I, mm-hmm. That's a popular one. Um, but I'll also be about to fall asleep, and an, a melody will pop into my head, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, I have to record this, or else I know I'm gonna forget it." And it happens literally all the time. Where I'm like, "I'm way too lazy to do this right now." Like I'll be half asleep, <laughs> and something will pop into my head. But um, I just use voice memos on my phone. Cool. Yeah, usually. And do you feel comfortable pitching an idea to a producer? Yeah. All, all producers are, everybody that I've worked with and everybody that Universal has set me up with has been super, super open to collaborative ideas. What kind of story you go? I was going to say, how did last summer start? Um, 
Last summer started with a lot of nothing, actually. Okay. It, it took us, like, so sessions are usually, like, six hours long. And it took us, like, probably two hours to come up with the last summer theme. Like, the song was originally going to be, like, like kind of indie. Like, it had, like, a lot of, like, um, really deep, like, things, like, really abstract ideas. And uh, then we kind of narrowed it down and made it, like, a popish song. Mm. Yeah. And where'd the story start? The story started about summer, and um, it was it was kind of like, like the like grease type of thing, like summer lemon, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it was it was a lot like that, um, that kind of stuff, and then it turned into thinking about the things that you said to me. I'm trying to like, I, I, you're 15. It's crazy to know <laughs> your age, but like, do you? Writing comes from experiences. The two go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Do you rely on your sister due to the fact that she's older and she has just by fact experienced more life than you? Not, not really. Um, I everybody experience everybody at every age um, experiences different things, even if it's not as intense as somebody say twenty years old. Um, I've been sad before i've been had people not respond to me that i like or you know you know some stuff like that where i'm like oh that really sucks man and i've had uh things done to me so i just write about that i or i channel that emotion and make up a story i've i've always like had a very active imagination and i just like daydream all the time so i kind of just put that into words is this ep that's coming in the spring is it one story or a collection of different stories it's Kind of, it's a collection of different stories, um, detailing the life of a teenager, essentially. So, is Gen Z real? <laughs> um, no, we're really good friends though. Okay. Yeah. Is it annoying that like everything you do has to do with Mackenzie Ziegler? Um, did I, I, did I, I say, say that name right? Annoying. Yeah, Mackenzie uh, Ziegler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's annoying. Um. I think it's it's kind of funny. Everybody asks me, "Is Gen Z real? Is Gen Z real?" Um, but no, nah, she's a she's a really cool person, and I really enjoy working with her and also being friends with her. Is that the nickname, Gen Z? Gen Z. It's like our. It's called our. It's our ship name. Oh. So it's like Johnny Kenzie. Got Gen Z. it. Yeah. How did you guys become friends? We actually met through um, two producers, okay. both named Andrew, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But he. I, I worked with um, this guy named Andrew a lot a couple of years ago. And um, he knew this other guy, Andrew, and uh, she was Mackenzie's old manager. Mm. So uh, we met through them. Look at you. Yeah. What a we, <laughs> celebrity relationship. Yeah, we met in a studio, and it was super awkward. This studio, I swear, was like a cover business for some, some, something <laughs> shady. <laughs> something shady. It was weird. Um, but we didn't really know. I was like, hey, like I've seen you on TV before. <laughs> um, but I didn't know what to talk to her about. It was weird, but it was, she was cool. Did you have like a real date after that? Like, no, <laughs> we never we never dated. No, that was it. Yeah. Oh. So why do the people on the internet love to say that you guys are the best thing and the greatest I duo couple, think we whatever look they say good together? I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what about what if? Like, did did you guys write that song together, or did somebody bring you two together and say you guys should do this? We kind of we wrote it collaboratively with actually a bunch of other people which was like the first time I've ever done that um but yeah it wasn't what if it's just kind of like like a pretend story okay yeah but you two were on it yes 
Okay. Well, and you only know, met once. No, no, no. We, we met a bunch of times. This okay. was like two years ago when we met. I'm losing yeah, track. You just time. do it. <laughs> uh, well, I just, well, I was going back in the songs and looking through them all. And like, yeah. those are the first two that I saw that are kind of like your own songs. Yeah. And then you said earlier, like last summer's the first song. I forget what you said. It's like you're proudest of or you can yeah. relate to the most. For sure. So what is it about that song compared to what if it? L- last summer, it was, it was like the first song, first like, like good song that I was like really proud of because... Um, my sister and I wrote a lot of it ourselves in collaboration with Liz Rodriguez and Mike Wise, um, who were the writer and producer on it. But it was that was like the first song, the first time I've ever like freaked out when I heard a song. Mm-hmm. And I remember we still have a video that we'll we'll show it everybody someday of like our, all of our reactions in the studio when it was first played, like after we recorded it. Um, and it's really funny because we were all absolutely freaking out. Is that because you didn't expect yourself to write a song? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or like, how did we make this? Like, literally two hours ago, we had no idea what we wanted to do. That's awesome. Yeah. You go into the studio, set a goal. Just get it going. Hit it. Uh, musically, we were talking about it before. There's a couple different people in that community. What sets you apart from the rest of them? Because there's a couple of you vying for that mainstream power, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... I guess music's always been my thing. Most people on Musical.ly, no shade, um, just started Musical.ly and then were like, oh, music seems fun, let's do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody can do anything at any time in their career. But um, I guess that's what was always different. I, I, I always it. did like live singing videos um, while most people just like did more like lip syncy stuff. But, yeah. If you want to focus on music, is it important or n- not important to keep up with, like, the vlogs and the YouTube channel? Well, vlogs and especially daily vlogs are super, super lucrative, especially yeah. for, for gaining fans and... Um, money. <laughs> not going to say that. <laughs> never, you said never lucrative. Been, yeah, you said lucrative. lucrative. Money's in the <laughs> word. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. that in a different way. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's super good for building your audience. Um, and daily vlogs... They're actually really fun too. Are they? Just yeah. Um, yeah, but it's funny because you always say you're not very good at it. I'm really not. I I've I think I haven't even like posted the vlog that I have been filming today. But I think I've said that I suck at vlogging like about a million times yeah. so far. <laughs> Who yeah. edits those? She does. Your sister. Yeah. Your sister really seems like the brains behind these this she's operation. She's a Swiss Army knife, man. She does everything. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. In the best possible way. Yeah. Um. Back to the, the the whole musically community and what sets you apart, right? You, you take music seriously. You've been singing your entire life. Are vocals your strength or or is songwriting your strength? Um, I'd say I'm kind of kind of split evenly. I don't have the best voice. I'll admit that. Um, I can't. I don't have a six octave range. I can sing pretty high. I can sing pretty low, and I can hit my notes, but. Like I'm, I'm no Mariah Carey or anything. Um, but <laughs> not and I, yet. And I'm also no, <laughs> hopefully. And I'm also no like Post Malone or I'm no Pooh Bear uh, when it comes to the writing. But I can, I can hold my own, I guess. And I try my hardest, and comes comes from the soul, you know. You're also still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning. Yeah, I only, st- I really only started songwriting when uh, we started doing the deal with Universal. Like I've only been songwriting for a year, probably maybe less. And that's something you've now accessed within yourself. Yeah. And you're figuring really out. It's really fun. It's really fun. Are I you, really enjoy it. Are you afraid that your voice is going to change? Uh, it's it's already changed a little bit, so I know how to manage it, I guess. Like, I still get some 
gnarly voice cracks sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> I did a show actually like last Sunday um, for my dad's uh, firm. And we were doing some rehearsals and stuff. And I did like a little cover mashup in, in the middle. And I was trying to hit the like the notes in cold water like if you feel you're <laughs> and my voice just kept cracking and i had no idea what was going on so then i texted my vocal coach and then we kind of worked it out puberty but, yes man that's, that's what's happening yes <laughs> you're becoming a man i'm a man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm super manly. what are you talking about <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you uh you. I feel like you would get a lot of Justin Bieber comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about them? Um it's it's flattering. Yeah. Honestly, the guy works insanely hard and he seems like a cool guy. I've never met him, but I know you have yeah. multiple times. Yeah, we know Justin Bieber. Yeah. Is that weird to, that we can say that, Dan? Oh, we we we've had him we've had him here. We yeah. know him. We know him. Um yeah, he's an amazing person and a really good really good soul, but he, seems he, cool. he matches his kindness with his talent, which is through the roof. And he's just uh, overall just a quality human being. Yeah. Which I, I'm not going to lie, like I fear a little bit. I I do fear that this whole digital Okay. Justin Bieber grew digitally, right? But he yeah. grew at a time where not everybody in their freaking mother was a, a, an internet celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. people, nothing was taken for granted. Everything was deeply appreciated. And yeah. he knew that the only way he could continue was for his artistry to lead the way. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because it's like I said before, quality art man, good music shines a brighter light, and it ultimately ends up blinding out and blacking out everything else around you, all the branding, all the nonsense. I don't know if we have that anymore because internet fame is in abundance, but at the yeah. same time it is fleeting. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I know of a lot of people that are just kind of told what to do and um, people that don't really have the passion for it that a lot, a, lot, a lot of people that started a long time ago do and um that's what i'm trying to do and it was funny when i was when i was first doing the deal with universal um that's a question that i kept getting asked like what's your artistry who are you and it was a tough question to answer to be honest because i i really didn't know so i took some time to figure it out and um yeah but what do you do to figure it out you just just kind of look it sounds cheesy but you look inside yourself what you like and who you really are what's your personality and who you who you want to portray yourself as for me that's just myself um but like for example lady gaga she's like she's like the she's like the mother of monsters I, I don't there's know. one I thing mean, about I, lady gaga but at the same time there's so many different facets that yeah. make her her so mm -hmm. as she evolves throughout her musical journey there's so much for her to tap into exactly and for her to get to know so do you learn more about yourself being forced to look into yourself to find out what kind of art you want to put out to into the world absolutely yeah um as i've started songwriting i've just i've had to tap into old memories and and um think about what's happening when I'm making new ones. And it's, it's taught me a lot about myself and life. Zach Sang Show. We are here with Heidi King, Deputy Administrator of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to change habits and save lives during the holiday season. Tell us about Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over. NHTSA's National High Visibility Enforcement Campaign, Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over, will focus on raising public awareness of the dangers of drunk driving. Law enforcement agencies will be out in full force looking for impaired drivers from December 13th through December 31st. 
The holiday season is one of the deadliest times of the year for drunk driving fatalities. That's why we remind you to drive safely. Safe driving means sober driving. Do you have any safe driving tips for drivers during the holidays? Be honest with yourself about how you celebrate and make plans to get home safely without getting behind the wheel. If your friends or family are impaired, take their keys and get them a sober, safe ride. Thank you, Heidi. For more information on the Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over campaign, visit nitsa.gov slash drive sober. That is nhtsa.gov slash drive sober. Zach Sancho. What's the biggest piece of knowledge you learned from starting this journey Maybe not when you were eight on YouTube, but let's say the start of Musical.ly, because your life dramatically changed from the start of that to now. There's a whole lot of flake, whole lot of flake. Um, And I never want to be that person. And I know a lot of people that are like that, even people that aren't on social media. Yeah. Um, Define flake, saying they're going to do something and never do it. Exactly. Yeah. Saying they're going to do something never, and they never do it, or people just under-delivering and over-promising, uh, which is a very common theme in the music industry, which is kind of bad. But. It's a pretty common theme in social media in general, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's a common theme everywhere, which needs to be eradicated. What, do you look at competition? Do you feel like you have competition? I'm a very competitive person. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yes, of course. Um I'm I'm the same way my dad is. My dad was like always crazy about being the best and whatever. Um and I'm not I'm not I don't really let myself like get crazy about things and and I don't go too far like sabotage people or whatever. I would never do that. But I just try my hardest and I try and stay true to myself and um hope that that takes me the full way. It's hard when competition and creativity are kind of linked, right? Because yeah. you can't you can't be totally focused on competition, yeah. Because then, yeah, because then your focus shifts from creativity to competition. But ultimately, the only time that you are actually the best is when you give a hundred percent of yourself into exactly. your art. I feel like you can you can either do you, or you can have somebody else tell you who to be. And I tried to not have anybody else tell me who I am. Was there somebody in your life that? told you at one point that made you realize that this wasn't the move for you no but i feel like i used to i used to take a lot of inspiration from other people like i used to want to be certain people um and i've just kind of figured out that you need to you need to be who you are you need to be what you were raised to be and and what your personality is you need to stay true to that or else people will immediately out you as fake Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that. No, you want to be yourself. Exactly. You should always be yourself, which is a point of a part of maturing is realizing that and figuring that out. Absolutely. Is there somebody that you've had in uh, like, even while you were posting on Musically or even still today, is there one person that like sits in your crosshairs that is <laughs> that person that you kind of not going to take out, but you strive to be better? <laughs> Back. You. <laughs> um, well, I feel like. There's there's a lot of amazing artists and there's a lot of people who are better than me at things and maybe I'm better than better than them at other things but um, you just have to improve your weaknesses and keep your strengths where they are um, or else somebody's gonna just zoom past you and if you can if you have competition in your field and in mine I have a lot like there's a there is multiple million other people probably maybe a billion 
that want to be a singer or want to be in, in the, the show business or music business. Yeah. Um, so you have to, even if you don't have one in front of you, you have, to, you have to make competition. You have to be, you have to say, there's probably somebody out there right now who is awake and working and working on their craft, trying to master it. And you have to channel that and just try and be better than them, <laughs> try and work harder than them. Do you have a backup plan? You have a good sense of reality. <laughs> or, yeah. is, or is music going to be something that you're going to dedicate every fiber of your being to until you die? Um, I, I'm, at this point, I'm really not sure. Um, I think even if, I, even if I were to blow up in the music industry, I'd definitely still go to university. Um, I've always liked school to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that's my backup plan if things go south. Um, you you have to be able to provide for your family, obviously. Of so, course. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go to university. You could be in music business. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, if I'm not an artist, then I feel like this experience and my knowledge of social media and because social media is going to be the new thing for I I don't know how long. Yeah, it's been the old thing now, but it's still going to be around yeah, until it's it's going to be around time. In, until further notice. So, um, I feel like my knowledge of social media will be very valuable for like a company or maybe my own company if if things go bad. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> I forgot for a second that you're from Canada because yeah. you said university. I love Canada very much. Um, we are on all the Kiss stations, Kiss 92.5, yep. with Roz and Mocha. Yep, uh, cl- met them both, they're amazing. Oh, oh, classic celebrities, shout out to <laughs> Roz, Mocha, and Maury. Shout out. Good people, Dan has no idea. No, I just, when I think of Canada, you know, you got Drake, The Weeknd, Justin Bieber, <laughs> Alessia Cara. Well, That's true. Now you can join all that, hopefully. Guys. Hopefully. That's an amazing group. And that would be nice. When people think of Canada, if they think of me, then that would be, that's, yeah, that's goal achieved. Most people probably think of Disney World, though. No, they think of Canada. No, I think of Johnny Orlando. <laughs> Disney World. Shut up. Oh, Orlando. Got it. Okay. No, it's bad. <laughs> All right. But you're a part of a very exclusive crop of new Canadian artists: Scott Hellman, Lennon yeah. Stella. Yes, Lennon is amazing. So is Scott. I met him a couple times. Johnny Orlando. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. Never. Heard of him. Um, we've covered a lot here. Uh, I love that you your sister's like on this ride with you. Yeah. <laughs> Does she travel with you everywhere and stuff? Yeah, I. When wherever I go, if it's Europe or wherever, um, there's always a family member with me. It's usually her and uh, my dad or my mom. Um, but there's always somebody with me, which is good. keeps me keeps me on the floor. So you and Mackenzie Ziegler are friends, but not dating. Yes, got it. I said that right. Yes. Yeah. You know she. I felt really bad. She came on our show once. Oh God. And I called her Maddie Ziegler. Oh God. It was the, the very, first thing out of oh, my mouth. First thing he said. <laughs> it's like Dan, Heather, and Maddie Zeke, and it was so awkward. I felt <laughs> so bad. It was one of the worst things I've ever done, and I promise you, like, <laughs> thank you, more than me. Um, but she's very cool and a she super is, yeah. talented individual. She is, and very yeah. kind. She is. So you're not dating, though. Not dating. Do you have your your you know your eyes set on somebody else? No, no. Um, are you open to love? That's the real question. I am. 
you know, I kind of want to wait until I can drive because I feel like it's kind of weird if my mom drives me to my girlfriend's house. I respect you for that. <laughs> yeah. my I guess there's Uber, but my mom doesn't trust me enough to take an Uber or cross the street. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was really uncomfortable dropping my sister off at boyfriend's <laughs> houses all the time and then picking That's her up brutal. from the boyfriend's house. That's brutal. And I'm like, I know exactly what went on here. <laughs> like, why is it my job to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. no you're, you're a respectful guy. Would you ever date a fan? Yeah. You would. Yeah. All right. For sure. He's going to take love wherever he can get it. Hey, sir? I'm That's- sure he has no trouble getting it. I mean, he's, he's very successful. You're great looking. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, it, it isn't even like I don't have trouble talking to people or getting people to talk to me because, you know. It's Johnny the, Orlando. Yeah. The one thing that I've found cool about, like, being on Instagram and whatever, having followers, is people always give you a shot. People always give you a chance. Like, f- like for me to talk to somebody older than me, they'd not, they would not bat an eye. No, but they'll give you the time of day. They'll give me the time famous. of day now. Yeah. Um, so I kind of use that to my advantage. Maybe I don't know. Slide in but some DMs. Slide in some DMs. Um, have but you, have you taken that swing with anybody of substance, like a celebrity? No. Uh, nah. Nervous. Nah. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cool enough. <laughs> I'm not cool enough. What is it with Jacob Sartorius? Do we like him? Yeah, we do. He's 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 a cool guy. Is he? Yeah. He invited me to his show in Toronto, which I appreciated. Wow. Yeah. Would you say he's more famous than you or less famous? Um or equally. I feel like we have a lot of the same fans. Hmm. Um he has more followers than me, obviously, so I don't know, does he? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like me. Why not? I don't know, man. Really? Yeah. Did you, trash talk I did, you know what you did. <laughs> did you trash What did he do? Him? Tell me, tell me. me. I don't know the specifics, but you... (laughs) Shout specifics. I don't care. He can come on the show and talk to me. We'd love to have him here. Oh, he's got almost like three or four million more followers than you. You got to work on that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got to be good. This is the competition side of Johnny Orlando that's freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but do you see that really? Are you like, I should have more? Um, I feel like if I work hard enough, I'll get more. But what does working hard constitute? What makes up working hard? Doing what? More covers, better versions of it, better exactly. song selection. Yes. Everything? Yeah. Working hard is um, being in sessions every day trying to make a banger. That's it. Or being in, being in a room by myself trying to think of ideas for what I can do next, um, something different, something that nobody's done for like creative for the EP or for, for YouTube and stuff like that. <laughs> is there anything about puberty you're afraid of? Um, no, not really. Um, no. Have you watched all the needed tapes? Yeah. Are you there, is, there? There is health class at my fake school. Okay. <laughs> what, what'd you learn? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go over that right here. <laughs> Did they play you the video yet of a woman giving birth? I I saw that in the seventh grade. Seventh grade? Yeah, it was very intense. I'm seeing it right now in my head. <laughs> it's so vivid. I feel like they probably changed the curriculum because that might give people. No, uh, no I think it's Canada. You know, years. Justin Trudeau. Maybe does. we're a lot nicer. We're a lot smoother here. There. I don't know. <laughs> smoother. I don't think Johnny Orlando's ever coming back here. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. The video that I watched of a woman giving birth was the opposite of smooth <laughs> in every way. No, no, no. We're like. I mean, I mean, we probably wouldn't show. Uh, what is seventh grade? How old? Like twelve? Yeah, I was young. I went to a Catholic school. We didn't have many rules. <laughs> it was a whole rogue system, bro. Um, oh lord! How many EP, how many songs do you have done right now that are yours? Um, 
on like the whole whole like like like, like the, somewhere on a hard drive that belong to you that are originals. How many you have done? I'd say probably thirty five. And yeah. you're gonna have to pick six for an EP. Uh, yeah. Well, thirty-five in my whole music career. There's probably, well, probably like twenty-five of them are um, EP ready. EP. Yeah. Well, they're from like the last year. Got it. So they're like for the EP. Do you know what songs are gonna go on? Yes. You know all six. Confident. Yes. Hmm. And I can't say the name, Zach. <laughs> what is the name of the EP? I don't think I'm allowed to tell you that, but I gave a clue earlier when I was talking about. It. Um, the theme of EP. Teenage years. No. Johnny on the spot. Yes. Maturity. Let's go with that. <laughs> Puberty. Yes. Prepubescent <laughs> lifestyle. Now you're getting weird. Um, am I getting weird? D- n- no. <laughs> I'm just fascinated now. Johnny Orlando, everybody. A lot of a lot of good vibes from you today, <laughs> sir. I thank you for hanging out with thank us. You. Anything on your mind that you want to get out there? Um, I'm just excited for the EP, man. I'm just really excited. I am very nervous as to what's going to happen when it comes out. Um, I could flop or I could go really well. Who knows? But I'm I'm very excited for the future. Will you come back and hang out with us for the EP? Sure. Yeah, let's do it again. We can go track by I'll track, you, man. I'll send you a couple of songs if you promise not to. I will never do that. Them. <laughs> with love in my heart, Jasmine. Some of the coolest artists in the world play me music early and I don't okay. share. I keep good secrets. Okay. All I don't right, do then. a lot of other things. <laughs> I'll call people out for lip syncing on Twitter, but I always keep secrets. Um, that's why my hair is so big and luscious. Can't you tell? There's a lot in there. Yeah. There's so many secrets. So, so much stuff. It's nuts, bro. Last summer is a single. It's totally worth your time, though. I really did really enjoy the song. Thank you. And I like the Aaron Carter, Aaron Parties <laughs> vibe at the top. Thank you. It was uh, quality. And uh, when are you going back to Canada? Uh, the 4th, I think. Or the of January. So you're going to spend yeah. Christmas in California. Yes, sir. Do you have a house here? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have like a, it kind of looks like a dollhouse. It's in well, like Studio City. You live in a dollhouse? Yes. Do you have do you only sit on tiny chairs and use tiny plates? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our forks are really small. It's hard to eat. Interesting. Yeah. Johnny Orlando, you heard it here first. He lives in a dollhouse. And I eat with tiny forks. Last summer. <laughs> put it in your ears. Thank you, Johnny. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.